As we begin our trek into this next case, I must warn you. Trigger warnings. This is a very dark case. I This is one of the hardest cases that I've ever had to research. And I just want you to know explicit content, 100% trigger warning. Like, just know what you're listening to before this gets started. Hi, I'm Katrina, and this is Murder Obsessed. Today, we are going to be talking about a sadistic killer who goes by the name James Patterson Smith. So, we're going to start with Kellyanne Bader's, a beautiful 17-year-old girl with her life set before her. Her mother described her as a tomboy who loved playing football with her friends, and she adored children and often babysat for neighbors. Her mother said that Kelly loved children very much and that she wanted to be a teacher. She was soft-hearted and very maternal. She had a job at a market stall on the weekends, and she played hockey and was very clever in school. No one could see the vicious trap this hard-working and sensible girl was about to walk into. At 14, while babysitting, Kellyanne first met James Smith. He then began the grooming process that was so secret, her parents did not know about him for two years. When she was 16, she introduced Dave to her family. They were shocked to find that their daughter's boyfriend was not a teenager, but a full-grown man. She even lied first off about his name she told him his name was Dave and it was not it was James Patterson Smith but she also lied about his age saying that he was 32 when in fact Smith was actually 48 years old even older than her dad when Margaret and Tommy who are Kellyanne's parents first realized that their daughter was dating Smith they went to their address and demanded to meet him Reportedly at this meeting, Kellyanne was nervous, sat quietly with her hand, head bowed during the visit. Margaret later said that Smith had shown her a hole in his floor, saying that it was torn up from a gas leak. Smith allegedly kept Kelly in that same hole months later. So I have two children, as you know, if you, I've probably talked about them in my podcast, and With my first son, I was about 10 months postpartum, and I was working out at home, and I was hating it. My dog thought that it was playtime. My kid didn't understand why he could not use me as a jungle gym, why I was trying to do a plank. I was just ready to give up. Well, a friend told me to go check out the YMCA, our local branch in Parkersburg. I'm like, listen, I can't. I don't have a babysitter. Even if I had a babysitter, I don't have the money to pay for childcare, like, to go to the gym. Don't worry. YMCA has free childcare. And when I tell you that they have free childcare, I'm telling you, my kids love the daycare there. My kids are very outspoken, very talkative, and they love going there. They ask me, are we going to the daycare today? Are we going to go to the daycare? Because it's actually really good people in there with your children. And it's free with a membership. I was like, well, I don't know what to do. I'm new to weight loss. And I just, I really don't know where to start. They have an epic class schedule with so many fun classes. 
Now, I teach a weightlifting class called Strong, Mondays and Wednesdays at 4.30. Twice a week, we focus on each muscle group, toning and strengthening these muscles with a little bit of cardio sprinkled in. But the YMCA has classes for whatever floats your boat. They have step, cycle, yoga, yoga, not yoga, yoga, Pilates, TNT, Zumba, and I mean like, and even more. Like I'm sure that there's more, like Aqua Zumba. There's so much more that I can't even think off the top of my head. Plus, they have a huge indoor pool, a sauna, hot tub, and of course, a massive weightlifting area, as well as, as, well as top of the line treadmills, ellipticals, and more. We have affordable membership packages. Stop by today and get started on your fitness journey. She then told her parents that she was moving out and she was going to move in with him. In the UK, which is where this case happened, Kellyanne was 16. And since she was 16, her parents could legally do nothing about her leaving and moving out. Now, Smith had complete control over Kellyanne. Her demeanor slowly changed. She was no longer the bright, bubbly girl that her mother knew, and they gradually saw less and less of her. When she did show up at her parents, she seemed to be troubled and depressed, but refused to admit that anything was wrong. Kelly would show up with bruises on her arms and face, and when she showed up, one time she showed up with the entire side of her face blank, not blank, black, black from bruising, her parents' concern reached a whole new level. Kelly lied to her mother and told her that she was jumped by a group of girls that beat her up. Each time, she showed up with new injuries, and her story would change. Her parents had no idea that Smith had already had a history of violence towards young women. His wife of 10 years Ended, his ma- ended the marriage in 1980 after years of abuse. Reportedly, his partner divorced him to get away from his abuse. Unfortunately, Smith had no previous criminal record or documented evidence of his violence against women. At the trial for this case that we will be later be discussing, two women came forward to testify against Smith as an abuser. He had previously dated two other young women, including 15-year-old W.M., who claims that Smith held her head in a kitchen sink filled with water in an attempt to control her. M.W. says, it frightened me, but you get to the point where you're too frightened to do or say anything. Smith also preyed on a 20-year-old T.W. They had a two-year relationship. T.W. claimed while she was pregnant with Smith's baby, he treated her like a human punching bag. And also, once, she was having a bath and he got her by the throat and tried to push her under the water. Let's pause there for an ad break, shall we? So, I'm not not victim blaming and I can never imagine to be in that situation myself, but... Looking at this case, it was just like if maybe one of those girls had just come forward before this trial and just told someone. I don't I don't know if it made a difference. And like I said, I've never been in one of these situations, so I cannot imagine the amazing strength that it took to just get out of that awful situation. 
but it gets worse. Margaret was not a mom that was going to take this laying down. She contacted the local police before Kelly's death, telling them about bruises, bite marks, etc. But all they did was send Margaret home with domestic violence pamphlets. Because Kellyanne would not go into the police station with them, they ref- they they said that they couldn't do anything. And I am pleading 100% ignorance on the UK police system, but it just makes me think could they not, like could they have went and knocked on the door and just been like, "Hey, some neighbors called about a noise complaint. Hey, there's been a series of robberies in the um vicinity and we're just doing door-to-door checks." Like anything to just go check I don't I don't know I never want to to try to say what I would do in a situation because you never know what you will do in that situation and I don't I'm not blaming cops I'm not blaming the victims it just this case really weighed heavy on me the police were unable to pursue Smith at that time because he had no previous criminal record of domestic abuse so because There's no record of this. They won't do anything. Now, this next part, just as a mother, it just kind of irked me. Smith sent a Mother's Day card signed as Kellyanne in Smith's handwriting. Like, a mother knows her child's handwriting. A mother knows her daughter's handwriting. So, what a power play to send a Mother's Day card... That he signed as Kellyanne. Like, really? Like, she can't even sign her own Mother's Day, her own mother's Mother's Day card? Margaret pleaded with her daughter to leave Smith, but it only made Kellyanne angry. There was nothing Margaret could do but watch her bright and bubbly, beautiful daughter slowly change to a depressed and troubled young lady who adamantly refused to admit that anything was wrong. Margaret really tried, she really tried everything to help her daughter, but the police wouldn't or couldn't help, and Kellyanne would not leave him. She always had excuses to to blame away her cuts, bruises, bite marks, etc., saying she got caught in a chain link fence, a group of girls jumped her, and of course she was just really clumsy. Is that not like straight from the, the like oldest excuse in the world is you fell downstairs? You're clumsy. Well, in November of 1995, Margaret pleaded with Kellyanne to leave Smith. Kelly then told her she would see much less of her. But that was actually the last time that Margaret would ever see her daughter alive. On April 17, 1996, James Patterson Smith walked into Gorton Police Department and reported that his girlfriend had drowned in in his bathtub. Police arrived to the horrific bloodbath that obviously was more than a drowning. Kelly's blood was smeared on the floor and walls in every room of the house. Despite the overwhelming evidence of torture, Smith maintained that Kellyanne's death happened on accident and that all of her injuries were self-inflicted. Literally every room in this house had evidence and traces of Kelly's blood. And evidence revealed that she had been tied to a radiator by her hair. And her eyes had been gouged out at least a week. Some sources said three weeks before her death. 
She had not received water for several days and had been starved, and she had lost 45 pounds. The pathologist report revealed 150 separate injuries, including gouged out eyes, stab wounds inside her eye sockets, mutilation of her mouth, ears, nose, and genitalia. Her head was partially scalped with boiling water. She was burned with a hot iron, stabbed and cut with knives, forks, pruning shears. Yes, you heard me correctly. Pruning shears and scissors. Her knees had been kicked in and shattered, and she also had a broken arm. When authorities found Kelly, it showed enough to cause anguish and torment to the point of mental breakdown and collapse. According to Dr. William Lawler, the pathologist who conducted the autopsy, stated that she suffered the worst injuries he had ever seen on a murder victim in his entire career. At the trial, Smith denied the murder charges and believed that he was justified in his torture. Smith claimed that Kelly taunted him about the death of his mother, and she had only herself to blame. He also claimed that she had a habit of hurting herself to make it look worse on him. When asked why she gouged out, why he gouged out her eyes, his statement was, she dared me to do it. I'm going to need an ad break. Do you love books? Talking about books? Love female empowerment and celebrating female authors? Then Women Who Write is a podcast for you. Storm, Sarah, and Rachel dive into books, discussions, and recommendations, answer questions from their listeners, and interview female authors every single week. All of these hosts are writers as well. Join them in their chaotic book love and discussions on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Pocket Casts, or Anchor. The jury didn't even need a full hour to come back with a guilty verdict. See, like, to me, that, like, good for them. Because usually they deliberate, they take, they take time, they take days, hours, and, like, good for this jury that they did not even need a whole hour to be, like, guilty, 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 guilty. The evidence and photos that were seen at the trial were so horrific that after the trial, the jury was offered psychological counseling and every single member of the jury accepted and took up this offer. Like, that is how bad this case was. James Patterson Smith was sentenced to life imprisonment with a minimum of 20 years. I don't know what that means, but it's not the death penalty, so I'm confused. But, like I said, this is in the UK, and I have no idea of how their court systems work. Maybe that just means the, that he'll be in there, and if he doesn't die within 20 years, they'll... I don't know. I don't know. But, um, like I said, I don't even know if the UK has the death penalty, but I feel like if anyone deserves it, it's this dude. But they didn't ask my opinion. Kelly was buried before her 18th birthday. So, I, it just, this one breaks my heart. As a mother, as a human, the, the level of 
sadistic, twisted. Like, I just feel like there needs to be another word invented that just describes this monster and how he was capable of not only doing this and doing this to a living being, a person, someone's baby, but to a 16-year-old. Well, 17 at the time. Margaret Bates said that she is still, to this day, unable to read the autopsy report that details the 150 injuries her 17-year-old daughter, Kellyanne, suffered at the hands of her violent lover, James Smith. <coughs> Too traumatized to speak about her only daughter's death until now, Mrs. Bates, who is now 60, said that she is consumed by one thought that she wished she'd have killed him when she first met him. So that is the story of Miss Kellyanne Bates, a beautiful, wondrous little girl who just had her entire life in front of her and had it snuffed out by a creature. Like, I don't even want to say monster. I like creature, like this disgusting scum of the earth. This was a rough one, guys. This was a rough one to to research, to look up. And I, I don't know your stance on nurture versus nature. But a fact is most of the prolific serial killers, the ones who are capable of some serious psychological, physical damage, have had something in their past that has made them who they are. And I really tried. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm new to podcasts. I'm new to research. I'm learning. I'm gaining more knowledge and skill into my research. But I just really couldn't find anything that was like, yeah, he was abused. He was sexually abused. He was physically abused. He suffered massive head trauma. Um, like anything that would point to... Because I just feel like there's no one in their right mind who would be capable of this evil. But I I really couldn't find anything. And all I can see is that he had a, a, a progression. You know, he was married for 10 years and he was abusive, but he didn't kill her. She was able to get away after 10 years had two other girlfriends that he abused and punched and beat, even though one of them was pregnant with his child. I, to just go f- to this level. And um, I want to post in the show notes. I want to make this so that everyone has a way out. I know that a lot of abusers, their first check is to get you isolated, to make you think that there is no one out there for you, there is no help coming, and that is not true. I am going to post some domestic violence um, hotlines and ways that you can get a hold of someone that can help you get to safety, to get away from your abusers. So when you are ready, you know what to do. Thanks for listening to my podcast. This is Murder Obsessed. See you next week. When Sydney Crothers will be joining us for 
the Eileen Warnes case, a female serial killer. Do you think you're paying too much for insurance? Do you just want to see if maybe there's some better rates out there? Then call Integrity Insurance and ask for Haley Kirshner. 304-346-9181. So I just want to add my personal experience with Integrity. My husband is a general contractor, which I'm sure you know if you've listened to my podcast because um, I've shouted out his small business and hope that maybe you want to give him a call right now. But anyway... I was looking for him some insurance because, you know, you need to have business insurance. And everywhere was just skyrocket rates. And I was like, dude, we cannot pay this. We're a small business. We got two kids. So I saw that Haley, we're friends on Facebook. We're sorority sisters. I saw where she had posted, hey, you know, you're looking for some new insurance. You're looking for some better rates. Hit me up. And I was like, listen, girl, I don't know what you can do for me, but here's his information. And I'm telling you, she found me insurance that was like 60% lower than anything that I was finding. And it was, it's amazing. I'm telling you, give this chick a call. She is awesome. She can help you out. Even if you're like, I think that I'm okay. I'm just going to hit it up just to see maybe. Because you can be paying so much less for the same level of insurance. Give Haley a call. 304-346-9181. I will put her phone number in the show notes. Check this girl out because she can save you a ton of money.